I'm Little Peanut. You are listening to the beautiful sound of praise and worship on Praise Until Dawn here on the Praise Broadcasting Network. As usual, I want to point you to our podcast of A Time Apart and Praise Until Dawn up at our website at pbnradio.com. That's PBN, Praise Broadcasting Network, pbnradio.com. And at the top of the page there, click on Podcast. You'll find both broadcasts up there. A Time Apart will have ATA colon in front of it want to welcome our Roku listeners. If you have Roku, great way to listen to Praise Until Dawn and Praise Broadcasting Network. Just search for, if, if you don't already know, just search for PBN or Praise Broadcasting Network. And I also want to say hello to all of our iWatch listeners, tablet, iPod, iPad listeners, Samsung, iPhone, and other phone listeners, and of course our laptop and desktop listeners, and our iHeartRadio listeners. And I'm, I'm sure I've left somebody out, but whatever platform you're using to listen, welcome. Those listening by Alexa, ask her to play PBN Classic on TuneIn. I actually use Alexa to monitor pbnradio.com. Great way to listen. Good sound on it. I also want to remind you about our pbnradio.com Facebook page as well as my personal site. Go to our pbnradio.com homepage at pbnradio.com and click on the little blue and white Facebook logo at the top. It has a a small letter F, which is white, with a, a circle of blue behind it that's facebook that will take you to our pbnradio.com facebook page for my personal page while you're at the pbnradio.com facebook page go up to the search bar and at the top enter pat rutherford 1232 pat rutherford 1232 
Bad is taking more and more naps. Um, he may come out to where I am. I, I go to the living room. After I get off the air and get post-production and all that, I, I head for our living room. And um, I'm, I'm there. If I'm lucky, I... Well, if I'm fortunate, I... Um, I'm sitting there in my chair and I get some time to spend in my instruction manual. By and by, Dad will, I hear the shuffle coming down and the banging into the walls and it <laughs> with his rollator and I, you know, I've, I've given up uh, repainting the house uh, inside, taking it on as a project until Dad gets uh, until Dad's days are done, and um, we had our house painted, oh goodness, it was um, eight years ago, something like that, on, on the inside, and um, there are marks, when, when Mom and Dad, it's back when Mom and Dad um, were living with us, actually, I think it was before they were living with us. I, I don't remember. Yeah, it had to be before. And they would take their rollators, you know, the one with the four wheels on it, and you hang on to it, and you push it, and you have handbrakes on, on the hands. Um, to get into the bathroom, um, it was hard for them to stop the rollator and reach over the rollator and turn it on. That, that was dangerous for them. So what they did is they just hit the door with their roller they hit it hit it to, to get the door open and so we've got marks like that you know in different places in the house and um the kitchen door has it and uh it's it's so we, we don't dare get the house painted <laughs> get the house painted. we will paint our house um until dad goes home with with the lord but dad will come in shuffle 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 and make it and and we at the the doorway into the living room he's there and we always greet each other hi there hi you know try to make it as happy as possible for him um and, well, how are you? And he uh, is smiling. You want me to put on a good one? Well, he's already been here. By the time I'm uh, through with, by the time I'm through with post-production, 
Dad has already been in the living room. Mindy has uh, fed him breakfast, and she put on one of the Gaither videos for him. So he's been sitting there watching the Gaither videos, and um, he goes back to bed after he's done, waiting for me to come in there. So he comes in, and um, I'll, I'll put on usually a John Wayne movie or a Jimmy Stewart movie. You know, you can most always trust those that it's, well, I don't know of any. You can trust that it doesn't have sex in it. Uh, there's only one that I know of that, you know, had cussing in it and all, and that was uh, The Shootist. I uh, don't know why in his older age the, the, they started cussing in the films and, and all that in John Wayne's films. So I know not to play that one anymore. I just don't want that in my house. I don't want it around Dad. Um, so I usually put on a John Wayne movie and within 30 or 45 minutes he's I, I notice he's getting ready to get up and push his rollator. And um, where are you going is what I'll, I'll say. And he'll point, I'm, I'm going down. Okay, I'll see you in a bit. I'll be here. Okay. And he gets up and shuffles off. And then, you know, maybe 30, 45 minutes, maybe an hour later, he'll come, come back in the room and we go through it again. Hi there and uh, sit and watch another um, John Wayne movie. A lot of the earlier John, John Wayne movies, 1930 to about 1935, um, they were 57 minute movies, one hour and three minutes, you know, very short things. And um, they're called Lone Star Productions, black and white, and of course it's, um, kind of a very rough film the the language you know the script writing and and uh it's not what you might see today the polished stuff but it's it's still interesting watching it all and how they made them back then but dad loves that that's what he used to go to the theater to uh when he was a kid to watch 1930 was just three years after he was born and um Hopefully, that jogs some memory for him. So I get up this morning, <clears throat> and I I hear the usual sound. Mm -hmm. I can't I can't get high in my voice anymore since I had the operation on my uh, spine through my neck. <clears throat> but it's whining through the bottom of our door. You know, just just little. If you were asleep, you wouldn't hear it. And it's uh, Praley. She's at the door waiting for Grampy to come out. Because she knows Grampy always comes out about this time. And she's waiting for her hug. So, I, I mean, that body... We used to say Presley. Who are you? Presley. Um, she used to... that. Her front would be still but that bottom would mean be back and forth and that tail would you know until I would pick her up and 
And I used to call her Miss Wigglybottom because that's what she did. It was the funniest thing. But um, now, Praley, the whole body gets into it. Man, she's just so happy to see you and all. And, and um, so I'll, I'll pick her up. And I've done this ever since she was just a little bitty puppy. I put her on, on my, her, her neck on my shoulder and she puts her two paws, one paw, on, well, when she got big enough to put one paw on one side and one paw on the other side of my neck, she just does that now. <clears throat> and this morning she just snuggled right down to me. It, it's, it's as if, okay, all the world's okay now that you're holding me and hugging me. I knew I had to do that before I came in there because she just looks forward to it. And she just settles right down, and it's like, oh, oh, and it's, it's just, you know, there are so many, as, as you think on that, I am trying to understand the love God has for us for me I don't get it I I keep I I I keep comparing it to an earthly love and even Jesus did that the sermon what they call the sermon on the mount but he said you know which of you would if if you ask your father for bread he'd give you a snake you know or asking for something else he gives you a stone I, I mean your father wouldn't do that how much more how much more will your heavenly father take care of you when um Claudia and I were in a church that, that we came out of. Some people say they're, yeah, they're, they're in a church, you know, and it, but they've been certain denomination for 10 years, maybe something like that. Uh, Claudia and I were fourth generation. I've told you this before. And it's deep-seated in our family. <clears throat> I, I don't get the how much more I read it and I read it and I read it and I ask the Holy Spirit helper to help me understand it the the church we came out of it it put a lot of emphasis on the Old Testament because that's what we were. We were in basically an Old Testament church, uh, keeping the commandments, keeping, you know, you had to watch it, just like, much like the Jews. And that's the kind of relationship with my Father, Heavenly Father, that I can relate to. And it's hard to understand this, 
this is why it's so different between the Old Testament and the New Testament, the Old Covenant and the New Covenant, is the Old Covenant, God was stern with Israel because the agreement was obey and live and disobey and die. Death doesn't mean the same to God as it does to us. Death to God is just shedding this, for, for a, 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 a disciple of, of Jesus and a believer in him, it's just the shedding of our, is it, is it Peter that calls it a tent or Paul that calls it, it's just a tent that, that we shed. And we go to him, and he gives us a much newer, better body that lasts forever. This this old thing, man, I, I was thinking this morning how I, I used to, man, get up, I'm ready to go, and a full day, and I may, uh, when I was in college, I'd come back, and I'm from school, and I'm still ready to go, I might study until three in the morning and then I'm up at 6.30 or so ready to go again and sleepy but body's ready. Now get out of bed and get the legs to going and and uh, <laughs> you feel like you know legs don't you dare drop me now. <laughs> I don't want this old body. But what is this love? I just... Who could ever separate us from the endless love of God's anointed one? Absolutely no one. For nothing in the universe has the power to diminish his love toward us. Troubles, pressures, and problems are unable to come between us and heaven's love. What about persecutions, deprivations, dangers, and death threats? Nope. For they are all impotent to hinder omnipotent love. Even though it's written all day long, we face death threats for your sake, God. We are considered to be nothing more than sheep to be slaughtered. Yet, even in the midst of all these things, we triumph over them all. For God has made us to be more than conquerors. And his demonstrated love is our glorious victory over everything. So now I live with confidence that there is nothing in the universe with the power to separate us from God's love. I'm convinced that his love will triumph over death and life's troubles, and fallen angels, or dark rulers in the heavens. 
There is nothing in our present or future circumstances that can weaken his love. There's no power above us or beneath us, no power that could ever be found in the universe that can distance us from God's passionate love, which is lavished. It doesn't say which is given. The word pictures here. God's passionate love, which is lavished upon us through our Lord Jesus, the Anointed One. Romans 8. I've got that pasted in the front of my Bible so I can read it from time to time. It's a battle for our minds. We tell our minds what to believe, not our minds tell us. We get in trouble when we start listening to our mind that's not totally renewed. The renewal of our mind. How do we do that? I've tried that. How do we do that? Communicate with the Holy Spirit, with the Holy Spirit. Spend time with Him. The more I spend time with Him, the more I want to spend more time. That's the only way. You spend time. We're not going to overcome this stuff on our own. Just think back. Have you been able to? I haven't. Muse on this stuff. Don't go by what you feel. When the feeling's there, boy, cherish it. Put it in the bank vault of your mind, and when, when you feel like there's nothing there, pull it out and look at it and, and put it on and feel it. We're sons and we're daughters. And I want to understand to the fullest what that means. Our instruction manual is full of what it means. I know I keep coming back to this. Spend time, spend time, spend time. But that's the only thing that's going to get us away from this cycle. Up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down. I'm tired of spending time uh, believing my feelings. The renewed mind. Believe what our Heavenly Father's Word says. Believe it. The more I spend time with Him, the more I long for more time to spend with him.
Please go. 
Lift your voices, just lift your hands, start to sing out in the spirit. Come on, lift your voices. Sing a new song.
my heart is overwhelmed And I cannot hear your voice I hold on to what is true Though I cannot see If the storms of life they come And the road ahead gets steep I will lift these hands in faith I will believe I remind myself of all that you've done And the life I have because of your son Love came down and rescued me Love came down and set me free I am yours I am forever yours Mountain high or valley low I sing out, remind my soul that I am yours I am forever yours When my heart is filled with hope And every promise comes my way When I feel your hands of grace rest upon me Staying desperate for you, God Staying humbled at your feet I will lift these hands and praise I will believe I remind myself of all that you've done And the life I have because of your son
towards him.
I'll rejoice for my God has come and saved the day again. Again, I feel like some of you just need to sing that over yourself. Uh, even single people who you're waiting for your match to come, I feel like that this is a word for you tonight. God of more than enough and the right timing. Lift your voices. Start to sing this out as a prophecy. God of more than enough. Lift your voices. You are God of more than my soul's sufficiency. You are You never let me 
them laying there mangled on the side of the road in a pool of my own blood, head swelling, and my, my head split open after drinking all day and eating morphine for a month. They said they would operate, but I wasn't supposed to recover. The kid's not gonna live. I wasn't supposed to open my eyes. I'm not supposed to be here. I grew up here in the Kansas City area, one of the suburbs of Kansas City. Typical kid, I rode my bicycle all over town with my friends. As a teenager, I started getting active in a, in a church with some friends of mine in their youth group there on Wednesday nights. I was reading my Bible and praying and had a real active relationship with the living God. And it was, it was real. And then something happened when I was in my late teens. There seemed to be something, something better. Not a, not a particular event, but just, I was being, I was being drawn away. I don't know, over here it's nice, check this out. My other friends and the world had so much more to offer than the church did. See, see what he's got? You could have that. I bought into the deception that there was something better. And I went after it. Drugs, one of these days I'm gonna change my evil ways. Lose, but not today, because that glass is still full. Women, and that girl's looking fine, so I'm gonna finish this whiskey and see what she's doing. Why wouldn't I want that? I chased it 100 miles an hour. You know, if one's good, two's gotta be better. Years and years. And if two's better, then do some more. Chased it for years. When I was 21, I started drinking pretty heavily. We went out drinking every day. You know, if it's a day in and with a Y, it's a day to get drunk. One day back in, back in 01, I was hanging out with a friend of mine. We got together that night like we did every night to go drinking. And I got a phone call to head off to my next destination. And I was out, I was out the door. I watched him try to get on his motorcycle. And I immediately saw him drop the bike because he was so drunk. He tried to talk me out of going. Came outside and tried to take my keys and we argued about it. He snatched them out of my hand, got on his bike again, and he started it up and tore off down the street. I never made it to my next destination. My buddy left the bar and found me, and he jumped out and ran to my body where I was convulsing and laying in the pool of my own blood, my head swelling and my head split open. Called 911, the ambulance showed up. The doctor said they would operate, but the kid's not gonna live. And they removed four by six by six centimeters from my front temporal lobe. If he does live, he might, he might make it a month. I mean, I was tore up. If he makes it a month, he's gonna be a vegetable after that anyway. He wouldn't be able to walk or talk. So my family, my friends waited in the hospital room for Shane to die. They had all my, my body parts donated, and they waited, and they found a place to put me, and waited in a gravesite for me. I wasn't supposed to recover. I wasn't supposed to open my eyes. I wasn't supposed to talk ever again. One day there in the hospital, a friend of my dad's came in and he, he had a prayer. He wanted to pray for me, so he gathered up some folks and they circled around the bed that I was laying in and he prayed. This guy was saying, you know, oh, great God in heaven. We have a situation here at St. Luke's Hospital. We need you to go down this hall and fix this kid that's broken in such a way that no man can put him back together. And by the way, we need him fixed before tomorrow morning. 
In Jesus' name, amen. A friend of mine agreed with that prayer, and the next day I woke up. They kept saying, it's a miracle. The nurses and the, the doctors were going crazy. I agreed. It was a miracle. I wasn't supposed to, to wake up or move my hands or be hungry, but I was. A couple of days later, they had to kick him out of ICU. They sent me down to a rehab hospital where I continued to get better. And I remember going to the chapel at the rehab hospital, and I remember getting down on the, on the little altar there in front of the pew, and I just said, God, won't you take this life back? I've done a piss poor job with it. You can have it, because I can't do it. I can't do it myself. I pray that in Jesus' name. He took that life back, and He gave me a new life. I was almost destroyed, but now I have abundant life. I've been sober for almost 10 years. I don't have the void in my life that I was trying to fill for so many years. You don't know life if you don't know Jesus. It's about that rich life you can have now on earth in fellowship with Him, the creator of life, the author of life and love. My name is Shane Campy, and I am second.
sing it out. La 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 la. When the storm rages, I won't be afraid.
to voices with not a care of anyone standing around you. Sing out a song, release your song.
Supported. Your donations help keep PBN on the air for listeners just like you all over the world. Donations are tax deductible in the United States and appreciated from around the world. Our address is Praise Broadcasting Network, P.O. Box 2468, Asheboro, North Carolina, 27204. You can also visit our website at www.pbnradio.com. Pat and Claudia love reading your email. You may send it to mail at pbnradio.com or call them at 336-626-PRAY. That's 336-626-7729. You're listening to Praise Until Dawn, coast to coast and around the world, here on the Praise Broadcasting Network. 